So today, I'm going to talk about a very important part of the kingdom of God, and that's looking out for each other. So simply, my message is entitled, Loving One Another, A Way of Life. So I'm going to talk about how to set yourself up really well to love and then share some practical ways of doing that. So to, to let you all, all know what I'm talking about, I found on YouTube a video clip. It's called Help Each Other, Love Each Other, Never Stop Sharing. And this should give you a very good idea of what I'm talking about today. There is a, um, a song version of that one which we didn't play because but it's exactly the same video clip to the song. And uh, that, um, with just the music, I think that just amplifies the, um, the picture of what you're seeing. I want to communicate how important it is to the Father's heart that we love one another and doing some research on this, I found there are just so many scriptures that instruct us to love each other. So I'm going to bring a bunch of them up, but there's way, way, way more than just what I'm bringing up because there's also, I've, I've gone and found ones that say love in it specifically, but there are many that just are instructions of love, like carry one another's burdens. It's in Galatians 6.2 which is a direction of love in itself. So my first scripture is Romans 12.10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourself. Galatians 5.13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the self. Rather, serve one another Humbly in love. In Ephesians 4.2, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing one another in love. Hebrews 10.24, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. That's what I'm trying to do with you all today. And I hope that you go on and not only try to do it yourself, keep on loving other people more and more and better and better, but that you encourage other people as well. In 1 Peter 3, 8, Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. You might be there thinking that you're pretty good at loving people, and you might be, and... That's very good. You'd be like the Thessalonians. This is 1 Thessalonians 4.9. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. But no matter where you're at, I'm going to encourage you now, we can all grow in this.
we then go to 1 Thessalonians 4.10. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia, yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. Then in Philippians 1.9, I pray that your love will overflow more and more, and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. I'm going to now take us to the famous passage, the new famous scripture on love. John 13, 38, Jesus. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Am I bringing the point home here? Is this uh, pretty important? Is this vital? John references it again in 2 John 1.6. And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. One of the reasons that I believe it's so important to Papa's heart that we love each other is because the very essence and nature of Papa is love. As it says in 1 John 4, 8, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And I think it gets deeper if we actually go back one verse, although John might have been trying to go deeper. And if you look at the whole scripture from the start of 1 John to the end, he probably is going deeper. But just for us, as we... Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves... Loves is a child of God and knows God. So we've been learning at Mount Clear that Papa wants us to relate to him no longer as servants, but as his children and have friendship with him as sons and daughter, daughters. When a child grows up in a house, they watch what their parents do and they learn from them. Also, when a child grows up with good parents that love them and take care of them well, they grow up generally, most of the time, a lot more whole than children that tend to grow up with very broken parents. We all have a longing within the depth of all of our hearts to be fathered by a good dad. when you have a revelation that you are a son and daughter of not just a good dad, but the best dad, Father God, this knowledge in itself, this revelation in itself, just brings so much healing. Just remembering it, the fact that you are loved by God just can instantly do wonders for your heart if your heart's in a bad spot. But then, once you know it, once you believe it, you actually begin to experience God in this manner because it's real, it's true, it's a reality. Just more and more in more real-life interactions, you experience God as the most amazing dad. 
because he is. You experience him whispering sweet things to you. If, if you're in pain, you experience comfort. If you go the journey with Papa God, you will find you'll have more life, more fun, more joy. I personally was challenged around about five years ago. I saw a group of men that modelled seeing Father God as Dad. So I started to copy them and I started talking to God as Dad, not Lord. Or And I can tell you, ever since then, in the, this five years of my, of my Christian walk, I have experienced the love of God more than in the whole 20 years prior in my Christian walk. Deep down, we all want this. Some of us just need to know it's real. How are we going to... To know how to love like him if we're not chatting with him or if we watch him, if we don't watch him and consider what, what's he doing, what's he up to. That was different, that was strange because God's ways are not ours and learn how to love like him. I considered now to take a moment to do a self-appraisal but I'm not going to do it now but I will go over it. The reason I'm not going to do it is because I want to give you all homework. I want you to go home today and I want you to take some time out and spend time with just you, one-on-one with you and Daddy, just to check in with where you're at, just pray, just do it nice and slowly and just see where you're at and have a good self-reflection about how much you love But before I go over the questions, I have to talk about self-appraisals first. They are better if we're completely honest with ourselves and Papa. But more so, more importantly, they're never about getting down on ourselves or beating ourselves up for how bad we think we are doing you always must consider yourself in the most positive light. That's what Papa does. Where you're at is where you're at. And that is okay. Except for the fact that if you don't consider it, you might stay where you are. We need to reflect with a positive hope knowing that Daddy loves us no matter where we are. And then we can improve for the sake of the community and the world. So I don't want anyone feeling down this afternoon when they do this. I want people 
spending time with daddy and having joy because they know they're now moving to a better place. They know that daddy is actually happy with them because they're making the effort to do something that's of value to him and value to all the people around us because this is what it's all about, loving each other and doing it better. So question one, I've rated all of these out of 10. And if you want to change the wording, you're quite welcome to. It's just an example. It might suit you a little bit better. How much do I experience or know God's love? Question two. How much do I love people in my family or people I live with? I'm going to go over them again too at the end. Question three. How much do I love people in my church community? Question four, how much do I love people in my work? Question five, how much do I love strangers? Question six, how affectionate am I with Papa and Christ or the Trinity? And we're right to continue. Loving others really starts with loving yourself so christ he's our example and he loves himself the whole trinity does this might come as a shock the first time i heard this it came as a shock to me because when we typically think somebody loves themselves we think they are up themselves but truth be told they're completely different one is about taking care of yourself and the other is about being too self-absorbed. It might take you a while to get your head around it. But they really do. And it's okay if we love ourselves too. And in fact, loving ourselves is one of the most profound things we can do to love others. I've got two examples. If you've been running around ragged, working or loving others, and you're now exhausted, to rest is the very thing that Christ probably wants you to do and probably would do himself and did do often in the Bible as we read through the stories about him. To rest is to love yourself. Not too much to become Mr. Lazybones, but to take a break from the stress and exhaustion of work. Example two, if Papa wants to give you an encounter with his love and speak words of validation into your heart, loving yourself to receive his love empowers you to love others mightily. There you are, Lyndon. You are a man of God and you can face all challenges before you and make things right. You have the ability to correct situations that need correcting, to face 
things that, that may frighten you or scare you, you are strong in him. What we are talking about here is really soul and body care. The most important soul and body care we can do is spend time with dad. I'm going to say it again, saying what I said before, but going a little bit deeper this time. When you discover who dad truly is and how he feels about you, how could you not want to spend time with him? In his eyes, you're worthy. In his eyes, because of Jesus, you're perfect without spot or wrinkle. In his eyes, you have a future. In his eyes, you have a destiny. He does everything in his power to heal our brokenness, to comfort us in pain, to bring life and joy. He wants to see us come alive more and more. He wants to have fun with us. And he'll do all of this and more if we let him. So why wouldn't we want to spend time with Daddy? Seriously. If you struggle to know and believe and experience the Father as being absolutely amazing, come along to Michelle and my teaching, Heart Transformations. On one of the nights, I ministered to the major reason why we sometimes struggle to see Papa and believe that he is just so good. So sometimes, for whatever reason, we, we hurt each other. We got the, t- the name for this in America, calling, we call it orphaning out. And that means to be selfish, maybe to get angry, judgmental, self-righteous, acting like you know better. It's to do anything but love. These are usually the times that we run from Papa. When if you know how good he is, the best thing we can do is run straight to him. Hopefully he can become the first place, if he's not already, where you run. He's not going to beat you up. He's not going to give bad discipline, punishment, no matter how much our earthly parents did. And in fact, it's the most quickest way to get out of the rut. When we go to him and say, I'm sorry, and hear him say back, it's okay, son or daughter, I know why you did that. I understand but I still love you anyway. It's so validating to our hearts. Although you might be thinking, hold on, preacher. Doesn't the Bible talk about God disciplining us? 
Yes, it does. But it does not punish or get back at us. Discipline from Father God is about our edification and helping us for our best. It's way sweeter and it's always delivered gently. We don't have to be afraid. Some other examples of soul and body care are walks in nature, rest, holidays, relaxation, or maybe we need to get fit, go to the gym, go for a run, maybe do some heavy physical manual labour. Getting to bed early, what a challenge. That's one of my challenges. I'm a hard worker at night and I find myself getting to bed late often. If you, uh, if you find that you uh, get to bed on time pretty well and you have plenty of sleep, but you still find yourself being exhausted, I want to encourage you to go to the doctor and ask them to check your iron. This actually happened to me once <laughs> and I went to the doctor. <laughs> Sadly, it was right beside an Easter holiday and I was so exhausted and I didn't know what, what was going on. I wasn't, didn't quite have a cold, but I was just exhausted. And I went to see the doctor and the doctor didn't think anything was wrong with me. And he sent me on his way and he said, I can't give you a medical certificate. I took the day off work. I can't give you a, a certificate because there's nothing wrong with you. Anyway, I went to the doctor th three months later and they checked my iron and it was really, it was really low and I got on iron uh, supplements and within a couple of weeks uh, I got my energy back, and which is really good. So I want to encourage you to do that. But, um, you know, I could have fought the doctor when I went there. Come on, you really got to give me this thing. or you know, But I was too exhausted to, um, to have an argument with him. So I just did a state deck, but that was okay. Catching up with friends. Recognising how you are wired. This is really important. You may be an extrovert and catching up with friends may be really critical for you more often than an introvert. And so it's important you take care of yourself and you try to find people that you can do that with. But you might be an introvert and catching up with people might really exhaust you. You still need to catch up with people because it's vital. But I want you to know it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no to people, everybody, if you need to. If you're exhausted and somebody's asking something of you, it's okay to say, sorry, I can't do it this time. I can't catch up. I need to have a break. I need a rest. It's, a, it's okay. As long as you don't get to the point where you don't see, any, see anyone and stay connected to the body of Christ. It's vital. Staying connected to the body of Christ is, is a vital life stream. Positive thoughts. I know for some people, 
and I know this was the case for myself once upon a time, this is easier said than done. But I want to encourage you all to work at it, to practice it, thinking positively when you catch yourself being pessimistic or thinking negatively. We all, we all have heard Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. You find pretty quickly when you get around people that are pretty negative that sometimes the life level just drains away. And it can even be a challenge to try to be positive with them. Along with positive thoughts, declarations are really important. When, um, when I feel pressure pressure to perform and you know there's the temptation sometimes fear is, is standing at my door you're not going to do it you can't cut it you're not going to make it I like to declare over myself I'm a son I can do this I'm a son I'm mighty in him together we will change this world Do you all want to hear one of my secrets? If you want to love people fully and change this world with Papa, I think you have to make loving people your way of life. A decision of how you want to live. Instead of living life, being busy, going about your work, Focusing hard on making money or the jobs that you, the tasks that you have. Rather, make people and relationships a bigger focus. Still working, yes, but instead of just being so busy working so hard, And then loving people on the side when you can find time. If you can, get so busy loving people and then only get super focused on work on the side when you have to. The other way around. Please hear me, you still have to go about your business and you still have to work. But value looking out for people as you do if you happen to interact with people in what you do. If you make this choice to make loving people your way of life, I would say it takes one vital thing to do this well. And that's a consciousness or an awareness about where people are at. And this can come from a discernment gift, listening to the Holy Spirit. It can come from your heart and it can come from your mind, just looking and watching.
but it all started because you wanted to, because you chose to. My second secret, I'm going to give you another secret. To do this well, slow down. Give more time for the things that count. When you slow down, you can begin to see the things that really matter. You can notice what issues are going on. You can notice when somebody's distressed. If a stranger asks you for directions, you can stop. You can have a chat with them and it might even go somewhere deeper. Slowing down creates opportunities for deep and meaningfuls. All of a sudden you find yourself with Holy Spirit guiding or encouraging somebody to do the very things that they think the Holy Spirit is calling them to do, but they've been scared to because they've shared their heart with you and you've had the time to listen. I'm going to close soon, but I want to first go through a list of practical ways that we can love. A lot of these you will know. A lot of them are really simple, but we often miss it. So I think you would do well if you could pick one or two that you could either add to your repertoire or you could focus more on to love people better. Loving strangers and unbelievers tends to be a little bit more difficult than loving people you're in relationship with. So I'm going to talk about those ways first. You can obviously love everybody these ways. But the main ways to love people typically that you don't know are ministering Papa's love and meeting people's needs. You can you can minister daddy's heart by praying for healing, for someone for prophesying. Prophesy is super powerful, as it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 25. As you listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed and they will fall down on their knees and worship God, declaring God is truly here among you. So again, come along to our heart transformations, Michelle's teaching on prophecy. Meeting people's needs and acts of kindness could be paying for someone's meal, buying someone a fridge if they need it or a washing machine, giving a gift voucher. You could take somebody to a clothing shop and say, Buy whatever outfit you want. It's on me and Father God. Or helping somebody move like we did yesterday for Greg and Karen. People don't have to be in need to be loved by God. So I want to encourage you, if somebody 
in the body of Christ offers love, offers something to you, if you say no, you could actually be saying no to God. And you could even be robbing two people of a blessing. Because when somebody gives, two people get blessed, the receiver and also the giver. The Bible says in Acts 20, 35, this is something Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. So really consider it if you do say no to somebody, because maybe you don't want to put them out. Really consider it, is this the best thing to do? Or am I, and am I saying no to God? Is this a way God is actually wanting to love me? Next, I have words of encouragement and all the love languages. This obviously works better with people you know. It's not that you can't use love languages with people you don't know. It just works better if you have a relationship with them. The words can mean more. Physical touch can become appropriate more often. You know the perfect gift to give somebody unless you receive it prophetically from God, if you don't know them. You have more reason to have more quality time with people more often. To use love languages really well, it takes deciding you really want to discover who somebody is and how they're wired, what makes them tick. And this in itself is really powerful for people because it communicates that you value them and you understand them. I love it when I read on Facebook words of encouragement beautiful my next thing after getting to know people which I just mentioned is trusting people being able to trust people communicates significant value likewise with choosing to respect people even when you're frustrated with them and again, my secret, taking time, slowing down. This next one I have on the list is something we typically, I think, in society don't do very well at. We do do it, but it's very bottled up and only a small section of society typically get to experience it, but it's really big and that is celebrating each other Typically, we only celebrate in society what's cool, what's hip. Usually celebrities and sporting heroes, magicians. But in God's eyes, we are all celebrated and he sings and dances over all of us. The more Christ-like we become, the more you realize all of humanity is worthy of celebrating. We could have so many parties just because 
We are worth it and no other reason. Let's celebrate ourselves. Let's celebrate each other. I'm not a very good dancer, but I did imagine myself just, you know, ripping something out and just sort of showing off, but I can't do that, so I'm not going <laughs> to. In society, we probably do better at grieving with each other when people need grieving. This next one you can do with everybody really well if you take the time to do it, make the effort. Acknowledging people is like celebrating people only without the extravagance. It communicates, I notice, you matter, you're of worth. We could go to 1 Corinthians 13 and we could just put that up on there. This next one I got straight from there. Apologizing when you need to, even if the violation was unintended. Then I have giving people grace, cutting people some slack. Try to have a good attitude with people when you notice their stuff-ups. Because sometimes, and this is a heavy word, if we don't watch out, our judgments can stink even more than the behavior we've seen and we stop loving the people without even realizing. I've got wanting to spend time with each other. Now, obviously, this is very natural. If you love someone, you want to, you want to be with them, you want to spend time with them. But I want to ask that you turn it around And if there's somebody you don't want to spend time with, ask yourself why. Because there may be something in your heart that you need to work out about that person. I'm not saying you have to be with everybody, but it's a good tool to, to ask yourself, do I actually love them? My last item I have on the list is having that awareness, but taking it deeper. This is intentionally challenging yourself just to do more, just to do something extra. What's one thing extra I can do? What's something extra in my life I can do? Because I'm now aware, to think about it a bit more rationally, just to be intentional so life doesn't slip by and... We just miss all these opportunities that are there to love or to help out. But only because we've thought about it, we've realized a typical example is, you know, the husband comes home from work tired, you know, he might be tired. He sits on the couch and does nothing. The wife's still running ragged, you know, finishing off dinner or doing the dishes or putting the kids to bed. And the husband might go, if he thinks about it, typically he doesn't help in the, for the husbands that do that because they don't think about it. But if he was to think about it and, and go, oh, if I help my wife out, we might do this quicker. We might both be less exhausted when we go to bed, and that actually might be a good thing. Um, and he's able to help 
only because he thought. Let's keep thinking. So we're going to close. First, I want to go over again self-appraisal. And really, I really want to encourage everybody to do this, to think, where am I at? Can I do more? You know? This is, and think about all the spheres. That's why I've chosen these questions. The spheres that you roam in, that you hang out in, the people you connect with. Can I do more in, in each area? This time I've added in one. I didn't want to go there before. I'll tell you when I get there. So how do, much do I experience or know God's love? Do I need to be spending more time with him? How much do I love people in my family? There's a mistake there. That's okay. God loves me. How much do I love people in, in my church community? How much do I love people in my work? How much do I love strangers? I've also added in, how much do I love my enemies? How affectionate am I with Papa and Christ? So now I want to invite um, Georgia and Ollie back up. And I want to just have a little bit of a ministry time together before we leave, before we close, before we get a coffee, hang out. And... Um, so over the next, you know, three to five minutes, if you can, um, I just want you to sit there and have a bit of a reflection time with God, not doing a self-appraisal. I thought we could do that now, but I don't feel that that's what God wants to do. I think he wants to love on us. Ask Father how much he feels about you, how much he cares hear what he has to say. Think about the fact that you're the son or daughter. You're a prized possession of daddy. You're the apple of his eye. He cares about you so much. He sent Jesus to the cross for you. Father, just touch everybody's hearts right now. May we hear your voice. May we know your touch. May we know how much of value and of worth we are to you. How much you love us.